Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Voltron Legendary Defender. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hello. Justin Cummings. Hey, everybody. And Michelle Ander. Hello. Today, Delaney, Justin, uh, Michelle, and I will be discussing uh, Greg and uh, everything about his character, his time on the show, on this week's Steven Universe Roundtable. Every week we discuss Steven Universe here on the Overland Animated Podcast, uh, we, whether it's a new episode or we do a specific topic discussion known as a roundtable. You can uh, find out everything about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com or search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Um no news as of I just checked about uh, about Stephen Floats airing. I mean, I assume we would know if it was airing a literally seven days from now. But with Cartoon Network, you don't know, so we'll see. True. But yeah, just not on the schedule. Not on. You know, we'll see. Uh, anyway, um, great job, Cartoon Network. Summer of Stephen, June to August. Nope, not June. So that's fun. Uh, so let's let's get into Greg here. Um, not not a character we talk about a ton on on the podcast. Not necessarily a character who's gotten a lot of traction recently. With, although you know, not <laughs> most people haven't because Peridot's been been the, the uh, Peridot and Lapis have been stealing the show. But uh, let's let's talk about a few things with Greg. I guess let's start. Uh, Justin and Michelle outlined this for us, and I'm going to go by their designations here and i'm gonna ask them to talk about the various times that we've seen greg i guess and we can transition this into as always when we refer to things that happen in episodes let's uh briefly very very brief amounts of recap more like what we what like the presentation is from that how it shapes our view of the character um which i miss justin or michelle whoever feels more comfortable we could start with the early greg stuff i can take early greg if you want me to okay go through that Alright, so basically, this is just the flashbacks we get in the story for Steven, and we need to talk. Um, we basically see Greg, we see when he was this young rock star, we see that even when he was trying to like live large, be on top of the world, he was still a good person. He never had that stereotypical rock star, kind of jerkish attitude. He was always that kind of good guy, even before he met Rose. So young Greg and... I guess older Greg, we see are kind of the same person. He was still a good guy even back then. That's kind of what I got from it. Uh, yeah, some some very base level analysis here. Yeah, it's good good stuff though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Greg comes off the same kind of as as younger mm-hmm. as older, although he's much more uh, much more like bravado uh, in the flashbacks. Although I, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of that was like presentation rather than like actually uh, what he's trying to put out. Um, from his or like what he's like putting forth with his character Michelle what's your take on uh, on, on early Greg I, I I think he he I agree with Justin that he stays pretty true to the character that he evolves into as a like fully adult father Greg that we see most of the show um I don't know he he has that kind of like starry-eyed wonder um that a lot of like young people that are he he left community college right to become a rock star so mm-hmm. he's probably in his late teens early 20s um and I, I do think the fact that like we we see him kind of juxtaposed to marty really puts in perspective the kind of person he is right away because marty's like very like not a fun guy to have around and he's very like manipulative and he's very misogynistic and greg's like the opposite of both those things and i think that's kind of 
a, a significant part of this character too. That we we only really see highlighted to the, like such an extreme extent, I think, in those flashback episodes. But it's definitely really interesting to think about. Um, yeah, I think I mean there's <laughs> there's not a lot we learn um, that we have learned about Greg from that period. Um, but he definitely seems like a quality guy all around. Uh, it just uh, just the early presentation of Greg, such like typical, um, like uh, young, like uh, kind of like uh, wannabe rock star type of guy. Um, pretty, I don't know. I always thought it was pretty base level characterization, but um, I think that's what they're going for. Definitely, uh, probably the most interesting part of of Greg is uh, Greg and Rose. Um, I feel like we've talked about this uh, with a few other topics, but let's get into it again here. Um, Justin, uh, you have you you've in the past been very passionate about about Greg and Rose. <laughs> very uh, passionate. I am. This is one of my very adamant things I defend on this show quite frequently, and you usually shut me down. However, hopefully, we can kind of roll with it this episode. Well, okay, take your time and go through uh, without interruptions for me. Go through the uh, ha- the, uh, the like what we the presentation of Greg and Rose, what the appeal of it is, and stuff like that. Okay, do you want me to go through the specific episodes as well? or Yeah, very, very briefly okay. you can do that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Greg and Rose, it starts out kind of cliche, right? She's the only one that shows up at his concert. The, uh, she's very mysterious. He runs after her, finds her. She says they can't be together. You know, it's the very kind of cliche falling in love story. But then it takes a really, really interesting turn. We see in stuff like We Need to Talk that... Greg kind of ends up getting involved in the world of the gems. He starts finding out more about them. He starts seeing this kind of mysterious side that no human had ever really seen to the best of our knowledge. I mean, Rose kind of hints that others might have, but to the best of our knowledge, no, they haven't. It's only Greg seeing this. And then we start to see more and more of how much Greg knows, how much he was with Rose and how much, he and Rose genuinely loved each other after all these years because, yes, Dylan, it was true, true love. And so we see uh, Rose trusted Greg with a laser light cannon. She, uh, we see in line three, straight to video, uh, how much she cared not only about him but about their child they were having together. We see just this – it has elements both of a traditional love story and also this kind of unconventionality that the gems bring to everything – and so, really, it's just one of the most powerful, and I'd say one of the most unique love stories. Uh, Michelle, get in on this. Well, I just wanted to say that I think one really interesting tidbit we learn about Greg is that he like has a thing for like tall, big women, and that like Marty knows about this, and he like asks how big Rose is, and Greg's like, "Oh, she's like, was she six feet tall or eight feet tall? Probably eight feet tall, right?" I thought she was. 10, but that sounds wrong now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> I feel like it was eight, but she just always just like iffy tall with like pink curly hair. So it's like, okay, Greg, you have your type. Good for you. <laughs> but I mean, I I, th- I think I, I never really thought a ton about their relationship because it wasn't really much of a thing until Stephen started asking questions and we saw flashbacks and we had like context for how they interacted together. Because before that, it was more just like that Rose was like this like this figurehead that like everyone just like talked about in hushed tones, including kind of Greg. And it was it was nice, especially in We Need to Talk, to see them 
try to like really like figure out their relationship in a pretty believable way where they're both coming from very different places and Rose kind of doesn't get like humans at that point and I think a big part of her learning to understand humans more and respect them more is through her relationship with Greg which I think is pretty amazing so I, I, I am I'm on board with Greg and Rose I mean I'm as on board with Greg and Rose as I am with Pearl and Rose so really as on board I don't buy it yeah those. for sure they're both no, legitimate I... relationships I mean the way you've you. talked, the way you've talked about good. Pearl and Rose I do not buy that but <laughs> There's, there's. I feel like there's more meat with um, Pearl and Rose at this point, but that's just because that's the way the show's presented it to us. But in terms of like just relationships, they're both equally, you know, good for different things. Delaney, any takes on uh, Pearl and Pearl and uh, Greg? You nope, mean Rose? Not Rose and Greg. I was <laughs> gonna say Pearl Rose. and Rose, and I was like, we'll yeah, get the Pearl and Greg. Okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, I like, I like Greg. The thing, I think for me, it's like, it's really difficult to have a real reading on Rose and Greg. I, I can't make the, like, kind of the value call on their relationship when Rose is still not really a character. She's this, like, untouchable goddess in the show. Yeah. Yes, we've had these flashbacks that kind of humanize or give her a little bit more development, some character to it. But she's still, like, this, like, she's this figure and it's not, she's... Like, she's a deity, she's not really, like, she's Stephen's mom, like, it's just, it's not really anything really there. To me, what's, like, the more interesting thing for me about Greg is, like, Greg is a father to Stephen. Yeah, and we'll get to that part next. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more on Delaney's side on this, for sure. It's, this is not, not super interesting element to me. Um, and I think it's basically because, like, I have no idea how Rose is approaching this. Like, I understand service level, like, it's the, ooh, human. And I've kind of theorized to try to make Rose more interesting than uh, is presented in the show. I feel like, try to be like, um, uh, whatever we talked about before with, like, Rose wanting to explore all these new elements and, like, her, like, thinking that's love and stuff like that. But um, if it's, like, just the straight, like, love story and stuff like that, yeah, super boring. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Well, even, on, Gre- well, even on Greg's side, I kind of feel bad for Greg because it's, like, all yeah, these things Greg doesn't too. understand or know. Like, it, there's complicated stuff to it, but, like, we don't see that. I mean, I think Greg's a wonderful character, but, again, Greg isn't really, like, Greg and Rose, it's like, okay, yeah, they're cool, but it's like, do I really ship them? Do I really care that much? Like, Greg's a great father figure, but it's also, like, these are two characters that we know, but we don't really know. Like, they're there. We don't, there's not a lot to them. I mean, like, like here's the Dylan Delaney perspective. I will speak for Delaney on this perspective on this. On one hand, you have, like, uh, this deeply characterized uh, Pearl with uh, these, like, the most intense representations of gay feelings. And then on the other hand, you have this very shallowly presented uh, normal straight, like, things. And it's just super boring in comparison to what we're going through with Pearl is IMO. Basically. Yeah. Okay. But that's, a, I mean, but, you know, like... That's also Michelle. Just like, would you like to defend my perspective? We don't, we don't need to get. I don't want to. We don't need to debate it. We've heard the sides. You know, I'm not saying one's right, one's right. I think I do think a lot of people are into uh, Greg and Rose. Um, but uh, like, like Greg's it, great, but like, there's Greg, not a lot there. Like, there's we, just we not just a need lot. more from the show. In like, terms of his relationship with Rose, I agree. There isn't a ton of meat there. Yeah. So, like, I mean, there's just not a ton of meat with anything Rose-wise. Like, we need to see more Rose. Okay, let's talk about Greg and Steven. I'm with Delaney. I'm more in on this. Uh, Justin, take us through. Like, there's a ton of stuff, but the highlights of the Greg and Steven father-son relationship. It's the most of the Greg episodes are Greg and Steven focused. We have Laser Light Cannon, which we touched on earlier. Um, This is actually important. This is when we first see Greg. This is like how we were introduced to Greg. We see him as this kind of 
traditional, almost deadbeat kind of character, but we do see that he's a genuinely good person. That although he's not in a well-off position, he's trying to be a good dad, and he is doing a good job. As we see later on in Cat Fingers, which you know is one of my favorite episodes, <laughs> in my mind, still the best Greg Stephen we've seen, because truly. Greg is having to deal with his son being involved in all of this stuff he doesn't understand. And it's, at times, it's truly terrifying, like what we see in the climax of Catfingers, where his son's just this disformed monster at this point. But he still does his best to be there and help whenever he possibly can. Uh, apparently, he's in Onion Trade. I don't think that was consequential in the slightest. Uh, Steven and Stevens, I kind of put that with Watermelon Steven in that we see kind of just Greg being a dad, just helping out when he can, taking care of Steven, helping him just be a kid, you know, a, a reprieve. He is kind of, he's the antithesis of the gems, and that with the gems, it's kind of action, 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 but whenever we see Steven with Greg, it's just kind of him being a kid. Um, Space Race kind of goes back to cat fingers of him being concerned for Steven, seeing this side of him, we see that again in, like, um, full disclosure, uh, trying to stay as order as I possibly can. Uh, House Guest was a really, really big one. That was right after Ocean Gem. And that was when Greg, he's trying to spend more time with Steven, trying to be there more, stay with him, uh, realizes that he's actually hindering Steven by trying to, like, hold on to him too close. And I think this kind of starts an arc of him starting to really see how Steven is growing and maturing. And then we see that continue winter forecast where there's a lot of Greg, but it's kind of Steven calling the shots in that episode as far as what needs to be done. Uh, Fusion Cuisine going back. I think that's going back, yeah. We see Greg um, really trying to help, again, help out wherever he can because uh, the message talks about how Greg, he wants to help, he doesn't know how he can help, we see a lot of these episodes are Greg just trying to help out the best he can because he doesn't know what to do. Um, trying to figure out where to go from there. Return, that's when we first really get hints that Greg knows more. We really start to see how much he does actually know about the gems and how much he's been hiding from Stephen more accurately. Um, goes on, we need to talk, story for Stephen. We really start to see him opening up to Stephen about all this stuff. And I guess the last couple of big ones would be uh, Keystone Motel, the whole road trip, and also Greg then still trying to help Steven when the gem stuff's going awry, when Garnet's having all of this stuff. Greg's trying to keep a level head. He's trying to keep things calm. And then finally, the last time we saw Greg in any big capacity was Steven's birthday, which not only do we see Greg just being a dad, we get the fact that Greg was the one who raised Steven. And this is why I love the character of Greg, because uh, here's a guy, everyone looks down on him, but he was the one who raised him as a baby. He was the one who basically brought Steven up, and then realizing that it would be better for him to be with the gems so he could learn about his powers and stuff like that, let him go and live with the gems, which would be really, really hard to do. It's not something you would have expected. And I think for a long time we thought that it was the gems who had raised Steven, and it was only when we saw this, we also saw in the extended opening, mm -hmm. that it was actually Greg who did all the parenting at like the young age and kind of brought him up, which kind of flips gender roles. You don't typically think about that. So, Greg and Steven. 
Thoughts, yeah. anybody? Yeah, so this That's is like the most interesting part of uh of, of Greg for sure, right? Like it's uh yeah. this is like his main attribute and um I just always thought it's always been like fascinating how at the beginning of the show he's just initially presented as kind of this uh like kind of a loser yeah because it's like guy who doesn't have anything together and and you initially think like deadbeat dad type of thing um and then basically and that's like such a strong perception especially because of his character design and they've been basically like fighting against this perception like the entire time greg's been on screen for the rest Mm -hmm. of the show um and it's 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 interesting i just i always always wondered like why start for where they did um are we like challenging perceptions like i just I, i always thought it was very interesting um michelle comments on greg as a dad I, I agree with your comment. I think it definitely is challenging perspectives because we hear we hear that Greg's kind of a mess from the gems and the gems, like maybe aside from Garnet, um, they all have very like specific reasons why they feel the way they do about Greg. And a lot of it has to do with them feeling like he's responsible for Rose not being there anymore. So for them, it's really personal. And so, I mean, I'm pretty sure it was Pearl that says that Oh no! It was Amethyst that said that he was a mess in Laser Light Cannon, and that like that sets like you think, okay, well he must be, he must be messed up. You see his character design, but then you see like him helping Stephen find the Light Cannon, and you see like their bond, and it's like such a genuinely like nice moment, like watching them be father and son. And I think that's when you kind of like realize that he's not what he seems, and he's not going to be like literally every other like in capable father in like animated television right now he's like kind of the opposite um which i think is really great and he he's like always there for steven when steven needs him which is super great because like as justin pointed out he he doesn't really know like what to do in terms of gem stuff like he's completely in over his head he's never totally understood it and he knows that he can't be everything for steven because there's like half of this part of steven he's never really gonna understand the same way the gems will and i think him giving up steven to go live with the gems is like such a big sacrifice because he's already lost Rose, you know. Stephen's kind of all he has, and he he doesn't even get to see him like all the time. And I think that's pretty brave, honestly, and super mature. Um, so I have a lot of respect for Grave. I think he's he's a very good-hearted person, um, and I feel like he he's like one of those like diamonds in the rough where you don't if you don't notice him, you don't think much of him. But like once you do start paying attention, like there's so much there. It's so interesting and compelling. We we haven't really like scratched a lot of the surface, I think, on the show yet of Greg's potential, but I feel like it's definitely there. Yeah. Uh, Delaney takes on this. Well, my father's a stay-at-home dad. We jokingly refer to him as a stay-at-home mom. So, like, <laughs> a character like Greg really speaks to me in that you know that we I just there really are not characters like Greg. Not not even just in animation, just in general. We don't really have this like father-son relation like they always do like there's very few like you know mother-daughter blah blah blah, these kind of relationships on television but when we have a father-son relationship it's not typically like the best thing it's typically negative or i'm not living up to expectations but it's like greg the greg's only expectation of steven is for steven to be happy and he does everything he can for that to happen yeah and yeah greg isn't perfect he lives in a van and like he's kind i mean he's not the brightest but then he does surprise you and he does like it just, Greg just kind of embodies, I think, what's just so special about the show in general is that, like, not just Steven's impact on people, but it's also, like, Steven's the way he is because of Greg. And, like, we see that, like, how similar they are and how that they care about people. Greg always wants to help. And I just think it's, like, Greg's just kind of, like, yeah, he's human. He's not, you know, he's not a gym. He's not even, like, the smartest human. Like, he's no Connie or anything. But 
he's just like he just he's just kind of like this big just like lovable guy and he's just everything about him is just so full of like love and you know ha- and he's happy with that like yeah his life isn't the best but he's happy because he has his son and his son is happy and i think like it just greg kind of represents this really like powerful part of what makes the universe so great is like you know just love and like you know being supportive and like this, the idea of family so yeah like, i think i I think a lot of what's going on with Greg, like as touched on by like all of you, I think is, is, is Greg's a big part of the show's challenges of traditional masculinity. Um, like Steven's the biggest, the biggest thing about this, but like Greg too, I feel like, um, is, is like we're showing an adult male who doesn't subscribe to like, uh, who subscribes to some like male gender roles and stuff like that, but like kind of not like in toxic ways. Right. Um, right. and that's like the best part about him. I feel like that's why he's how he is. Um, and, uh, I, I think, well, yeah, that's like part of the best part about him. And I think the actual best part about him is his acceptance. Um, and you don't really think about this, but um, just how okay he is with Steven with uh, three mom aliens, um, how okay <laughs> he is with things like Steven um, cha- like not going down traditional masculine lines. Um, like, just very- he, sees, he sees Steven and Connie fuse, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, that's cool. a little surprise. Oh, he's yeah. like, oh, well, I've seen that before. It's, it's uh, yeah. fine. It's, and it's like, it's like his acceptance of gem things i feel like is a uh metaphor for his acceptance of like progressivism and like uh stevie steven not going through uh like just not like him not being a traditional like let's uh, do masculine things type dad um and I, th- I think that in that respect he's intrinsically related to steven's characterization um i think that's probably the biggest component of him and that's maybe a problem why he's not super defined to me and i don't care about him too much he's he to a certain extent he's like a component of steven um yeah and i think that if we were and so certain then the flashbacks get away from that a little bit right but at the same time everything Mm -hmm. rose is also a component of steven um so i i do think if we're gonna have him be like more of a major presence like we have to start I think defining things stuff outside of him and Steven, which is a good segue to our next stuff. Um, but that being said, him, the, him and Steven stuff is definitely the, the best part of his character and stuff like that. Um, he's just yeah. a great guy. Like Greg yeah. is just wonderful. Just I think he's a good really guy. good like role model, just like in general, because like he, he started off like he wanted to like be a rock star and that didn't pan out. But like, and like now he like lives in a van and, like, runs the car wash and, like, occasionally gives guitar lessons to people in town. But, like, he's, like, super content with that. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he is, like, very... He's a very imperfect character. Like, he always has that sunburn. Like, it feels like a permanent sunburn. Like, he's very imperfect, but he's, like, super happy with his life. And, like, you wouldn't consider everything he's, like, accomplished necessarily to be that significant overall, but, like, it really is enough for him, and I think that's kind of amazing, too. Uh, yeah, definitely, and it's, yeah, it's interesting, definitely an interesting characterization, um, and Rebecca Sugar, of course, at one point called Greg her favorite character. Yeah, so. which is really interesting. Pretty, yeah, I, I don't buy it, but it's interesting. <laughs> I, I'm gonna more could happen we don't know what's going yeah, on yeah i feel like more's gonna happen so. that was also at the beginning of the series too like I, I don't know. right I but still like she probably like, had some plan of where things were going right yeah. so either she's either we hadn't seen all the awesome pearl stuff yet like because i feel like pearl's a favorite character or uh like we're going somewhere cool with greg so maybe that's true um yeah let's greg and the other gems uh justin greg and garnet uh greg and garnet we don't see a lot of it we see they're just kind of, they get along fine. They probably get along with the best of Greg and the Gems. We see 
kind of moments like it's Steven's birthday where they're just palling around, basically, but they're never close. So they probably seem the most ambivalent. But I also have this kind of theory that Garnet was aware, basically, from the beginning of what would happen with Rose. And so she had all these years to kind of accept it while the others didn't. And I think that's part of why Garnet was so okay with Greg mm. in general. That's an interesting. Mm. Well, she can literally see the future. So. <laughs> she can see many outcomes. Well, she though. probably saw the past and saw over the years they were getting less and less options of what would happen. And that's so that's why, part of why I think Garnet's kind of more yeah. accepting of Greg is she's had more time to grieve. I mean, also Garnet's just chill, so... Yeah, <laughs> like, Garnet's also more like, perceptive, I think. Because, like, in the message at the end, like, after he spends, like, the whole episode trying to, like, be useful to the gems, and, like, you see how, like, important it is for him to feel like he's involved and, like, he's doing something right, and they keep kind of pushing him away. Garnet's the one that, like, shakes his hand and, and like, thanks him for helping. And I think she, like, knows on a level that, like, he, it really matters to him that he get their, like, respect and encouragement. So I think that's a cool thing about Garnet in terms of her and Greg. There isn't a ton with him that we've seen, but... Well, that- the biggest thing is she, like, she literally sits down with him and is like, You're guys, you guys are going to fuse the way you guys need to fuse. Yeah, that's true. Like, that is, like, such a big deal. Like, because, granted, of course, that's such a big part of Garnet's character, like, her and fusion. But she sits down with him and she's like, No, you have to, like, you can't dance the way Pearl does. You have to, you know, do it your way. And then the whole time, they're all like, they're not, Are they going to do it? This is stupid, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, No, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. And, like, Garnet, like... Yeah, Garnet gets it's it. It's a little matchmaker. Yeah. Uh, how about Amethyst and Greg? Probably the biggest uh, non-previous relationship we've discussed with Greg. They Justin. were. No, me. Hi. Yes, um, yes I'm here. Uh, basically, the two biggest times we see them together is Cat Fingers and Maximum Capacity. And from both of the, well, from Cat Fingers, we kind of get this vibe that they used to kind of pal around. But in Maximum Capacity, it's very blatant that yes, they hung out a lot. And we also kind of see an onion friend. I think it was. It wasn't just them. It was like they would hang out with Rose and Marty and Vidalia. It was like a whole group, basically, that would hang out. And we kind of something went wrong. I don't. We don't quite know exactly how they fell out. We presume it had something to do with Rose, but we know there used to be a friendship. There was a rift, and it seems they're okay now. But they never really resolved their issues. So I expect that to come back at some point. Uh, Michelle, take on them. Uh, I I agree with what Justin said. I think, I mean, Max and Capacity was really interesting because I guess it was like, before then we had no reason to believe that they would have like a, like be close enough friends to have like a ritual of like watching a show together. Um, and it's interesting to think about how that stuff happening. I imagine it was after Rose was gone and had something to do with shape-shifting or just, like, an argument involving Rose. But, yeah, I agree. They they don't seem to have quite resolved everything, but they're definitely trying to, like, make better peace now, which is, like, something. It's a step in the right direction. So I hope we see more of those two together. I also hope we see more Vidalia and Amethyst, to be honest, because those two are great together. Uh, Delaney, any takes? It's in, it's an interesting dynamic, and I think it kind of makes sense that they like hung out like the way their characters are. Like obviously they have stuff in common. Like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't really. I'm not really too like big on thinking we're gonna get more. <laughs> I mean, it'd be really nice if we if we did. Nice. I really don't think so. But I mean, you never know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, where are we on time? Okay, let's let's wrap up. Uh, what we Pearl, Pearl and Greg. <laughs> Pearl and yeah, then let's we, wrap we, up with that. <laughs> do we really want to go into Connie? Because uh, that's kind of become big recently. Uh, well, let's talk about Pearl first. So the tension, obviously, and the jealousy, etc. I feel like a lot of that's like died down a lot, though. It's really only in the flashbacks we see like intense jealousy between both of them involving Rose, and I think they've kind of proven by the time Stephen is thirteen, fourteen, that they're they're able to like exist together peacefully for the vast, like for the most part. I mean, Pearl even helps him like work on his van and. They seem they seem pretty okay now, which I think is important because I know a lot of people got really angry uh, at Pearl specifically when we need to talk him out and said like, oh, she's so horrible to Greg, but like that was a while ago, like that that could have been like twenty plus years before Stephen was really even in the picture, um, and especially like given like how Greg's appearance changed over time, I feel like he was in like his mid thirties to forties by the time um, Rose had Stephen, so I feel like they've they've had time, you know. It's not as big an issue as it was, and they're they're both trying to just kind of like deal with each other and be like decent to each other as best they can. Obviously, Pearl has more resentment than Greg does because Greg's just like he's just a very he doesn't hold grudges. It's just like another kind of person he is, which I also really appreciate about him. He didn't hold a grudge with Amethyst either in maximum capacity, which I thought was really refreshing. Uh, Justin, agree. Pearl's chill now. I think Pearl's at least cordial. We know there's still some issues, like kind of what we saw in Chilotide that still kind of <laughs> is there. Yeah. But she's at least cordial. Greg, I don't think, has any issues with her. I, I think Greg only has issues with one person, and that's Marty. Everyone else, he's just chill. And so I think it's mostly on Pearl's side, if there is anything. But I think we've gotten as much resolution as we're going to get out of it. Is is Greg aware of the Pearl stuff coming to there? That was oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't is know. Is he aware of any aware resentment specific? towards him? You know. Yeah, he's definitely aware. She wasn't exactly subtle. Does he? I don't. He's aware of it. I don't know if he's aware specifically Pearl more so than anyone else. Like for the whole Pearl Rose stuff, I don't know if because we don't know if he knows anything about that. We don't know how much of that there was. Yeah, we we don't know. So uh, we, we truly don't know if the, if Pearl and Rose were ever like an official thing because we haven't seen that. If they okay, were, let's not, we don't need to get Michelle that. started on that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Delaney, take on on Pearl and Greg. Well, I like I don't I think there's a good chance that he like doesn't know the full extent of the resentment or like because yeah. okay yeah you know Pearl's pretty obvious but Greg is not the brightest bulb like love him he's not that he like he's not like the smartest. And we say Pearl's pretty obvious, but, like, the gyms are weird, and, like, you know, humans interacting with the gyms, weird stuff happens. And, I mean, I I do think, like, I think people play up a little too much, like, Pearl and Greg. Like, I think in general, like, what's important is, like, they both are caretakers for Steven, they both love Steven, and I think they respect each other in that way. The, like, they both just love Steven, and, yeah... Pearl, you know, loved Rose, and Greg loved Rose, but, like, it's kind of that, you know, like, I, like, I don't think it's necessarily as, like, bad as everyone makes it out to be. Like, I think everyone, we have a habit of making things more than they are. 
I do like obviously there's some resentment, like there's some stuff there, but I do think it's like in general pretty chill. Like Pearl might yeah. make a sarcastic comment or something here and there. Pearl, and of course we know how Pearl is. Like Pearl, like will hold on to everything forever and just bottles everything up because that's who she is. But yeah, I think like they're pretty. I think I think we I think people kind of overstate that a lot. I, I think there might be more obliviousness on Greg's side than we think, but maybe yeah. maybe not. He's also more aware of things than we than were right. than is initially presented. Um, I think credit- he probably doesn't care. Like yeah, he's probably yeah. like yeah, I don't think he cares. I mean, he I think he, it's, it's the, his best position is to not do anything, right? So, um, right. I think credit to Pearl for being chill with Greg. <laughs> I think that's one of Pearl's better traits right now. Um. Now, she is a many, but as a Pearl fan, but that is that is good on her. Um, quickly, Justin, Connie, and Greg. Okay, so the uh, the human beings pack, as they like to call it, um, we see this kind of start and we need to talk, and then we see it, as far as we've seen it now in Steven's birthday, because to the best of our knowledge, these are the two closest humans to ever get to the gems. And so Greg's kind of able to be there for Connie. He's the support she... He's the support for her that he didn't have because he's kind of been there. He's seen what the gems are like. He gets what it's like being a human interacting with them. And so he can kind of be that support for all the weird stuff she has to go through that no one else in the world has to go through. So I don't think we've – we haven't seen a lot of it. But from what we have seen, I think it's a very unique dynamic and definitely a very, very positive one. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um last chances any last takes on greg michelle start with you uh i like greg i i i like greg okay okay well all right i guess my comment will be um i i think the show has more plans for um greg and um greg and pearl patching things up further or at least having more extensive conversations that aren't flashbacks that are just like future episodes i like like I feel pretty sure about that. I like chocolate milk. Uh, <laughs> you did not just reference Foster's oh my God, imaginary Dylan. friends. Delaney, last take on Greg. I think Greg's just wonderful. I want to see more of him. I really doubt that we will. Like, I mean, we're going to see him, like, obviously. But I don't really know if we're going to do a lot more with him. Like, I love him, but I do feel like he's going to be a character that falls to the back burner. Um, I will say, if, on Greg and Connie, like, Greg's kind of, he's, like, the cool parent, so, like, obviously Connie, who has, like, super uptight parents, is gonna be like, I love Greg, he's so cool. Like, I have that in my life, so, like, I completely yeah. understand Connie and, like, their relationship. Yeah. So, it's good stuff. Greg's good just stuff. good guy. Good yeah. people. I like cereal. Okay, Justin, last takes. <laughs> uh, no more Foster's references, nope. and I would totally buy an album of Greg. Uh, okay. okay what, did you actually fair. like his music? I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know if his singing voice is as good as he likes to make it out in the flashbacks, but the stuff we get in the flashbacks, I genuinely enjoy those. You know I enjoy them. You've seen my lists. I, I genuinely like those songs, so I would buy a whole album of that. On vinyl. I mean, let me drive my van into your hearts. Yeah. Pretty solid stuff. That's a that's, good that's song. Great. Uh, Do you not like his music, Dylan? I have Is that no what opinion. you're saying? I have no opinion. Did it's you read not the, the best of the show, but it's it's solid. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay, uh, sorry, I just saw something else. Um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff on Greg. Um, we'll get all into this, into all of, uh, into uh, more stuff with Greg later. Um, maybe I assume with with more. What, what's the next Greg thing we're gonna see on the show? Oh, um. Mm-hmm. 
Probably what you would consider a filler episode, Dylan. Probably just like him doing something around Beach City with Steven. Which means he, I'll love it and Dylan will and hate the it. Guy. <laughs> um Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, definitely do for some more Beach City type episodes. But yeah, let's uh, let us know what you think of anything we talked about with Greg, predictions for him on the uh Greg, I don't think people are going to be too enthused for Greg predictions, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. Let's see. Give maybe. him a chance. We'll see. Anyway, Dylan Eisen, Delaney Stowell, Michelle Ander, Justin Cummings. We'll be back next week with some topic. Probably, I assume, not a new episode, but we'll see. Um, I can uh, hope. I can hope. One, one can... Uh, Dream. Yeah. I wish every <laughs> night on the first star. With anyone else, that'd be sarcastic, but for you, it's like genuine. It's so. not. Yeah. Um... The, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Overlyanimated.com. Um, you can search for the Overly Animated Podcast. Uh, I, obviously, I'm all over the place right now. Uh, support us on Patreon.com slash Overly Animated. Thank you very much to our patrons. Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, and Taylor. A.K.A. Hannah, Fever, or Fever, Nutrition, and Cutter, Beatrice, James, Nathan, Philly, and Buzz Like Your Mailman, Rachel Rose, Giant Robert, Brian, Cook Cat, and Needle. Um, this is Taylor, Needle, because... Uh, um, who's, who's on Voltron? That? Yeah, on Voltron. Ah, who says it on, on Voltron? Uh, it's because like, that's why they call Keith. They called him the Taylor. Yeah, is because he, he threads thread the, needle, the needle. Yeah, which is stupid. Or no, yeah. not Keith. It was Lance. Lance, Lance. Yeah, Lance he, is even though he made that up because he yeah. sucks. Yeah, but that's a great nickname for Taylor. <laughs> and then yeah. I Cred- came up with Needle for once. I got to name someone. Yeah, credit to um Ryan and Delaney. Yeah, for, Ryan came yeah. up with the idea, okay. but then I was like, I've, I've, yeah, that's actually a good nickname on like most Ryan names, except for like Cookie. Yeah, Anyway. Um, well, yeah, so we'll be back more soon. Let us know what you thought. YouTube comments, Tumblr asks, uh, anywhere else. Uh, what comments on the site, overlyanimate.com. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.